You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar there is. Also, uh, Daniel, yes. we have we have exciting news today on the podcast. Okay. Just oh, wow, thrilling news! Can't wait. Did Trevor finally reach out, and he's we're going to um, get to chat with him live here on the horn. Received a letter from the counselor for old Trev. Mm. Uh, mm. Sadly, he's not in the mental space right now mm, to to have a I normal understand. human conversation. Okay. Um, right. So, what what is the exciting news? Then? The exciting news uh, is that March Madness continues to roll on, mm-hmm. and Kirby Kirby just out there going to whatever state he wants and pulling in mm. recruits mm. from whoever he wants to come play. We're going to talk about why that's important, and I'm going to try to convince you that this is unlike the previous times we've talked about recruits here in a moment, and not to not to dull that excitement we got some bad news to talk about on the podcast um but this is seasoned bad news this is not going to be new bad no, news to you no. we, we like to wait a couple days let the bad news marinate mm-hmm. and then we come on here because i don't know if you know us but we like to give fair and balanced <laughs> non-exaggerated <laughs> takes you know what daniel i think that's the best way to segue into those who are new in the podcast he is daniel i am clint this is locked on bulldogs and yes we are fair season balanced people in everything we do namely uga football and basketball there's no way that we would i don't know say talk like fans do all the time give ludicrous hot takes cold takes ridiculous takes have to walk those back with music as we apologize that doesn't sound. Oh wait, no. Oh wait, that's the entire. It's literally the, the entire, entire podcast. game plan of the podcast. Yeah. Our game yeah. plan, our entire system of belief on this podcast rests on all those pillars. We're not gurus or insiders, but fans first and foremost. Entertainment, uh, primary objective. Information, secondary objective. We're here to have a good time. We're here to talk like Georgia fans, and so welcome. If you don't take yourself too seriously, but you do take your Georgia fandom very seriously, then we think you're in the right place. This podcast is for fans, by fans, and Clint and I are Georgia fans, and we assume that you are too. So thank you for being here. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send us an email. Reach out to us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. So... Reach out to us. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know how your week is going. Let us know what you want to hear more of or less mm. of on the podcast. But as Clint mentioned, um, <clears throat> we are going to talk about some bad news. We're going to talk about the Jorge Pickens injury. Um, it is devastating. It is devastating. Uh, it's a train wreck. It is just mm-hmm. absolute a nightmare warmed over. And then someone has defecated on that nightmare and shoved it into your face. That's what the Jorge Pickens injury is. I, you know what? Um, that was graphic, and yet I don't think it fully yet, encompassed my feelings on it, Daniel. That's see, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. We're going to talk about um, in segments two and three. We're going to talk about the injury. We're going to talk about what does it mean, big picture. I'm going to ask Clint the question 
Can we still be a great offense without mm. Jorge Pickens? And then in segment three, we are going to talk about who specifically needs to step up um, in the absence of our uh, number one wide receiving threat. But first, as Clint mentioned, um, uh, Kirby out there doing Kirby things. Good golly, Daniel. This man, I'm going to try to tell you why this recruiting cycle already is unlike the other ones. Okay. Okay. All right. Question one. Can Kirby recruit at a high level? Yes. Yes, he can. Has he done so at Georgia? Uh, He has done so at Georgia. To the tune of, I think, back-to-back-to-back rivals number one classes. Here we go. Now, Now, really quick. Have those recruiting classes, and this is kind of a trick question. Okay. Has the, okay. Have those recruiting classes led us to where we want to go? No. No. There's nothing tricky about that. Okay. Okay. Um, now, now, people, listen to me very, very clearly on this. Okay? How many, right. how many years of back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back? I mean, how many times did Alabama, I remember, I think I was, it was 2006 or something, Daniel, and I was in freaking college, uh-huh. and, and sure. Alabama, old man had, alert. yeah, old, old man, uh, USC and Alabama were the, where Pete Carroll was trying to bring in recruiting classes, okay, sure, to top Alabama, uh, and the other likes all around. This is why this recruiting class is a little bit different. The, te- the two players we're talking about that harken back to those years are Malachi Starks, a four-star, I'm sorry, a five-star athlete from Jefferson, Georgia, as well as over the weekend, Jalen, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Jalen Walker uh, from North Carolina, 6'2", 220, which by mm-hmm. the way, he's 6'3", um, star number 50th in the entire nation, come on down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Here's why this is crucial. Um, we have talent. We've loaded that talent. You always need more talent. And this is a a system-turning recruiting class because, Daniel, it took Nick at Alabama. It took Clemson doing this every single year at high level over a, a huge swash of the recruiting cycle to get more mm-hmm. people in continually because you're going up against the best of them, Daniel. So uh, this is huge because these two players, who, who, who did they not go to? Mm-hmm. Did they? I believe the, the top three uh-huh. uh, looked a lot like uh, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. Is uh, that, am I reading those tea leaves correctly? Uh, not, not tea leaves at all, Daniel. I think mm-hmm. reading the words from the young men's mouth. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, nice. That's why this is huge. Not only do we get huge gets in-state, out-of-state players that are exceptional, but we get them from Clemson and from Alabama. This is, this is a signal. Everybody pay attention. Everybody pay attention. This is a signal of something deeper happening within the program. Recruits can, um, I think I've said this before on the podcast, Clint, I think you, I think you agree with me. Uh, recruits are essential to getting you in the national championship conversation. There it is. Right? That's that is what recruiting consistently has done uh, or has the ability to do. Recruiting titles do not equal national titles. Not that whatsoever. is not what recruiting titles do. Recruiting titles 
all but assure that you will be in the national conversation. And Georgia, not every year. Now, we last year, um, a struggle, a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Lost to Florida, did not win the East. But by and large, Kirby has found himself in the national conversation, never been able to get over the hump. But that's not... That's going to several other factors uh, that are that are outside the bounds of um, signing top-rated recruiting classes. Top-rated recruiting classes are going to guarantee that you're going to be in that conversation, and you can't win it if you're not in the conversation. And yep. so Kirby is doing things for years to come. Now listen to me. Here's the deal, Clint, is one of these years we're going to win it. Dare I say this year mm. we're going to win it? So. Mm. If and when, I say when, we win it this year, Clint, and then you bring in the number one class on top of that national championship, Clint, is winning a national title going to help or hurt in recruiting? I'm sorry. Uh, Recruits like to win and be playing on big stages for all they them, do. all so, the NFL guys to watch the names. So if you thought Kirby was a was a pain watch in out. the backside of the other national recruiting powers that be, now just wait until we win one. Um, these are big time recruits. Excited for them again. I make a point to not really learn people's names until they get on campus, and so I wish these two nameless young men the best in the rest of their high school endeavors, and I cannot wait until hopefully they are early enrollees and playing in uh, maybe next year's spring game. I was just going to say, one of them going to be. Uh, Mr. Stark's going to early enroll, and Kirby was one that recruited him as a wide receiver as well as safety, and that was big time for him to say, I want to get the ball in my hands, and he's electric with that ball in his hands. It's exciting times. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this. We're going to talk about Jorge, also known, a.k.a. George Pickens' injury, what that means and what do we expect? But first, we want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your place to go to bet to bet on all your sports that you could ever imagine. Golf, sure. Uh, final, uh, hello, oh, hello, the Masters. Uh, I'm sorry, April eighth through eleventh is calling, and they it's, they need you. And it said, "Let me take your money, please." <laughs> right. uh, go to betonline.ag. Uh, let them know we sent you by putting "locked on" in the promo code. You're going to get fifty percent of whatever you put down on top of your deposit. You put hundred dollars, you're going to get fifty dollars for free. You put two hundred, you're going to get a hundred dollars for free right on top. Bet on any sport: March Madness, Final Four, Championship, Masters baseball they're all there for you get over there right now locks are coming soon for a couple things from us betonline.ag your sports book experts jorge pickens you know him we love him that's why we've given him the nickname that we have and um boy this is this is this is devastating it's not number one most devastating injury we will not even speak of that thing. But gosh, gosh, not, I almost left the podcast. I almost just walked not, out of the building. It's not the most devastating injury that we could have sustained, but it is one of the most devastating injuries, I would say, that this team could have sustained, yep. and sure enough, it happens. Um, I'm going to ask two questions in this segment, Clint, and the first one I already teased, and so I'm going to ask it to you without further adieu, and that is this... Um, can the University of Georgia, which we are on record as saying, was going to be an elite offense in college football, 
Top five offense in college football. Yes, sir. Can Georgia still be an elite, dynamic offense without the likes of Jorge Pickens running around doing Jorge-type things? Uh, yes, absolutely. Let me be clear and concise and to the okay. point. Yes, please we show, can be. Please show your work. Here's my work. I'm sorry. Uh, how many of them wide receivers we talked about being excited about last year? Did we even get to see the full aspect of Arian Smith? No. Oh, no, no, no. No, we didn't. Did, did Mr. Burton impose himself on offenses or defenses mm-hmm. in our scheme already? He, he flashed. He you remember, certainly You remember flashed. that time you told him he couldn't catch a ball? Look, look, <laughs> Daniel. See, I'm going to keep bringing it up. See minute two, 20 seconds of this podcast where I said we sometimes put music to apologies. Um, I did say, in fact, you should catch a ball. And then he went out and promptly caught all them balls. All the balls. Uh, no, okay. Daniel, we have wide receivers aplenty. We have a stable of running backs. We have a tight end who's all world. And most importantly, and dare I say, Ladies and gentlemen, his name is JT Daniels, and when you speak okay. about him, you do not, do Mm-mm. not disrespect Mm-mm. anything about him. His wardrobe, Mm-mm. his watch, Mm-mm. his mustache, Mm-mm. his hair, I Mm-mm. don't care. Mm-mm. That is why we still have a chance, Daniel, because we have a quarterback, and we have Todd Munkin, and we have every other position just stuffed to the gills with talent. So yes, of course. Now- now, see, you said it just—you said it just right there, and I was thinking maybe you weren't going to get to it, but you did. The answer to the question is yes, and the proof—the the the, um, the showing of the work—is simply, I just will write in the blank space on the paper, Todd Munkin. Mm. This is this is how I will prove my work. This is how I will tell you how I got to said answer. Because um, Jorge Pickens, an incredibly valuable asset to this offense. Yes, sir. He is not the number one most valuable asset to this offense. Um, And he's not the number two most valuable asset to this offense. The number two most valuable asset to this offense is JT Daniels. That's right. And the number one most valuable asset to this offense is Todd Munkin. He is the architect. Um, And uh, the talent, as you said... Is there, Clint? We're counting down the twenty-one, the twenty-five most exciting players going into next college football season. We we are this Friday. We're going to get to number seventeen on the list. There are seventeen more players. Okay, other than Jorge Pickens, who's obviously on this list, Clint. There are four pass catchers still. To come. I'm sorry. On the list. There's already been one and a running back Correct. on the list. There are four more pass catchers and one more running back still to come, not named Jorge Pickens. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is there's lots of playmakers. That's what we're saying. There's a lot of playmakers, and um, we're going to talk about who needs to step up and we're going to talk about it in the next segment, but I'm just going to kind of jump ahead. Some of y'all are going to say, are going to immediately go and look at bigger body wide receivers. 
Sure. But let me just tell you this. Justin Robinson, Rosemary. Yeah, yeah sure. Jermaine Burton just going to slide outside. That's all he's doing. And Arian Smith just going to slide right into that slot. Oof. And now what I'm trying to say to you is maybe Don Blaylock, maybe put Arian Smith on the other side. Look, what I'm trying to say to you is there's there's no rule that says you have to have certain types of wide receivers playing certain types of positions. We're going to put the good football players on the football field, and we're going to let them go. Um, uh, Clint, I told you that I had two questions for you in this segment and so um, I want to get to my second question. I said, I asked you if Georgia can still have an elite offense without George Pickens, and our answer was a resounding yes. My second question is this. Um, what is the what is your level of optimism mm-hmm. that Georgia? will be without George Pickens for the entirety of the 2021 football season. Uh, now, let me let me tell you what you need to do. I'm going to give you two answers, okay? Okay. You need to emotionally kill the side of you that puts out hope that this young man ever going to be in red and black again. False. Don't listen to him, people. <laughs> okay. Okay, you you go right ahead and do that all you want. I will be over here in my corner alone, drinking bourbon out of a shoe. Um, no, I there there is a there is almost I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at seventy sixty five percent confidence level. We'll see him play at some point this year. There's a. Okay, number one, the just the the Mayo Clinic says that an athlete, a quote athlete, has a typical recovery time of between eight and twelve months for an ACL. Now I'm going to put Jorge Pickens in the upper echelon of whoever the Mayo Clinic is seeing as quote athletes. Sure. All right. That's like High school gym teacher tore an ACL, and he's got a recovery time. I'm going to put Jorge near the top of that list. You start looking at that eight-month window, Clint. Eight months from now is November. Any important football games being played in uh, November? Mm-hmm. December? January? There we go. There is a There is a line of rhetoric out there, and you know who you are. I'm looking at you, Colin. There's a line of rhetoric out there that is that is seems to want to believe it's not just it's not just I've seen it from a lot of people. That seems to want to believe that when Jorge is healthy again, that he's gonna make a decision that's just a foregone conclusion that he's gonna make a decision to begin preparing for his NFL career rather than come back and play for this team. And I say to you, shame on you for believing that about this young man when you have absolutely no reason to know if that's the case or not why would you think jorge pickens would not want to come back 
and help his team play for a championship? Why would you think that all he would care about was running routes and getting his body ready for the NFL? You know how to get your body ready for the NFL? You put some tape together, and you win a national title, and you go up against top-ranked SEC defenses, and you play in the college football playoff. That's how you get uh, your body right for the NFL. I have... I have... 95% 95% confidence that we're going to see Jorge Pickens oh. on the football field for the University of Georgia this year. And I don't even care. I don't even care that it's oh, blind UGA optimism. I am here. Get out of my way. Let's go. Look, Let's is this, go. Is this night of the living go. dead? I thought I took a shovel to this Daniel's back of the head and buried you him can't. off the side. I can't I'm kill a Georgia fan, man. Daniel. You can't keep me down. You no. can't keep me down. You no. don't know what. Listen, there's no amount of pain. That can possibly keep me down for that long. All right. Uh, we're going to come back talk about who needs to step up in the brief absence of Jorge Pickens oh, uh, when we come back in segment three. But first, let's talk about Bill Bar. It's the tastiest protein bar that there is on planet Earth. You know that. And I know that. Urban Meyer's Yacht Master knows that. And so what he, you he need to do. He knows a lot more than that. Is he knows some things, y'all. He knows some things. What you need to do is get on over to BillBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON20. And that way, any of the delicious uh, Bill Bar flavors uh, that are high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar, and taste delicious, any of them are going to be shipped straight to your door for 20% off. That's right. You go to BillBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON20. And you are going to get any of Built Bar's delicious flavors shipped straight to your door for 20% off your entire order. BuiltBar.com, the tastiest protein bar there is. All of a sudden, I really want to tell all with Urban Meyer's Yacht Master. Urban Meyer's Yacht Master. Um, Tonight on 60 Minutes. That's exactly. It's a dateline. Ain't no 60 Minutes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a dateline. All right. So who's going to step up in the absence? The brief, as my counterpart says, I will just use the term absence. I won't put any any Mm -hmm. qualifier on there. In the absence of one George Pickens, Daniel, who has to step up? Well, we mentioned Jermaine Burton. I think he becomes the playmaker now. Yeah. Kirby Smart, by the way, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of stuff going around about double teams and rolled coverages. Kirby scoffed all that off. He said, "Ain't nobody rolling no coverages. Ain't no safeties cheating over. We run the ball at Georgia, and that's true. And uh, safeties have their eyes in the backfield. They got one foot in the box a lot of times against us. Jorge did not necessarily see a ton of double teams." I don't imagine that Jermaine is going to be all that negatively impacted in terms of coverage being rolled his way versus uh, Jorge's way. Uh, And so he is the primary guy. He becomes the number one wide receiver. And um, you certainly have guys like Justin Robinson and and Marcus Roseme that – their body fits the bill. These are big body guys. Mm-hmm. We saw it from Marcus last year. We saw the explosion. We saw the uh, the playmaking ability, the ability to run after the catch, the ability to body up and get the football. And then you look at a guy like Justin Robinson. He's just got seems to have all the physical 
tools that you want. Um, Kirby mentioned consistency. I don't want to say that it reminded me of a certain wide receiver when he mentioned that, that has all the physical tools but lacks consistency. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just going to say that it was a little bit disconcerting. Um, Adnai Mitchell, true freshman, another guy that seems to fit the bill. But, but Clint, did you notice mm. the first name out of Kirby Smart's mouth? The first name out of his mouth. What did he say, Daniel? When he was asked about this. What did he say? Young Brock Bowers, Hey-o. welcome to the conversation. Hey-o. Because I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about people that were going to help lighten the load from our all-SEC, all-everything wide receiver that's gone down. And now, all of a sudden, you're coming out here with true freshman tight end Brock Bowers. Dare I say the 21st most exciting player on the list of Georgia football players may have just moved up a few spots on the list. (laughs) He may have done a few things, Daniel. (laughs) Because, listen... There are going to be some tight ends lined up outside now. Mm -hmm. Listen, there's going to be some short wide receivers lined up at the X this year. Okay? Just get used to it. There's going to be some shorties out there. There's also going to be some big old dudes lined up at the outside receiver position this year. And it seems as though uh, Brock Bowers may be one of them. We, you and I talked about Clint. He's got the athleticism. No, he trust can us. go out and catch the ball, right? He can run by you. He can run over you. He can jump over you. Um, learning of the system, learning of the playbook. As these things start to come along, this may open up an opportunity for a kid like Brock Bowers, especially with Marcus Roseme coming off the injury. Don't exactly know. What will be his level of participation? Certainly not throughout the spring. He won't be participating. Throughout Mm -hmm. fall camp, we're unsure. Even into the season, we're unsure. And so look for a guy like Brock Bowers to maybe get some run early. And when you get run early, Clint, sometimes it's hard to get you off the field. Really hard to supplant you once you're there. I'm just going to very quickly, we're going to talk about the physical just Adonis that Jorge is real quick. Okay. There's there, you, you don't create another one of these people. Okay. You do not. It's just impossible. So stop trying instead. <clears throat> I want to regale you with the last two national championship teams, Daniel. Okay. Alabama last year. Do they have a big old six, five two twenty wide receiver out there? No, no, just a, just a skinny legs. McGee went out there and caught Everything, Everything, including a Heisman Trophy. Everything. The year before that, LSU, they have a 6'5", 220 wide receiver out there doing things, Daniel. I mean, he wasn't 6'5". Justin, Justin Jefferson, 6'1", 200. Jamar Chase, 6'1", 200. Jamar Chase is only 6'1"? 6'1", Daniel. How about that? He's going to look good in the red and black for the Falcons. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, uh, okay. I just I just want to tell you really quick. I'm going to give you three names. Okay. okay. Kyrus Jackson. Oh, hey, old man. Six, six foot, two hundred. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Burton. Mm-hmm. Six foot, two hundred. Mm-hmm. Don Blaylock. Okay. Six one, two o five. Brock Bowers. <laughs> Big. Hercules. <laughs> Uh, Darnell Washington, <laughs> bigger. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. A lot wow. bigger. <laughs> okay. Look, stop thinking about... I want to encourage every single UGA fan, stop using the term outside linebacker and instead use the term yes. edge. Okay? Hmm. Stop using the terms wide receiver and, and just just say receivers. Okay? Just call sure. them the receivers because mm. we're going to get all of these cats out there in some schematic lineup. I don't know how, and I don't have to. You know who does? Todd. And has Todd shown us that he can scheme out anybody? Yes, he has. Guys, he took Stetson Bennett. Okay. Like, okay. Like, he took Stetson Bennett and made him look like he was taking us to an SEC championship. That's what the man did. Um, my mind goes back to um, which game was it? I know it wasn't the Vanderbilt game because that game didn't exist. No. Um, which game was it when three plays in a row, Darnell Washington lined up on the outside and JT just JT just received oh. the shotgun snap mm-hmm. and then just put the ball up there and Darnell just went up one, two, four, three. Him. Just went up and got it. But I thought he was supposed to be a tight end. Well, the end is where you make it. And sometimes the end of the line of scrimmage is way on out there next to the sidelines. There you go. Right? Sometimes the slot where the fast football players need to be running in for the slot receivers, quote-unquote, that you sure. want to make this guy into, sometimes the slot is... Um, Way out there on the outside. Remember me, Cole? How what a what a great slot receiver oh, he was, and yeah. how in the national championship game he he ran from the slot position all the way out to the sideline, and then streaked down the field, and caught a bomb touchdown. But sometimes you just put your playmakers in the right spots to win the game. So yes, could Justin Robinson step up? Yes, he could. Sure. Could Adonai Mitchell step up? Absolutely, he could. I think if he's healthy, we have seen Marcus Roseme step up, and so I would put. I would put some real stock in that. But uh, we have guys that have proven that they belong out there. And don't think that just because somebody's 6'4", 220, that they're just going to walk out onto the field ahead of, to your point, a guy like Kiaris Jackson. Because listen, does Kiaris Jackson struggle in the physical blocking game, Clint? Is that a a problem for him? Uh, let me go back on the tape, Daniel, real quick. No, he's nope. from Peach County, and in Peach County, they they don't struggle to block. They will hit you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So Georgia's going to be fine. They've got plenty of weapons, and most importantly, as we said in the last segment, they got Todd Monkey. Uh, hey, join us tomorrow on Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. See ya.